Hey folks, this is Clayton Collins, your host for the Housing News Podcast and your instructor for this special four-part series, which we're calling the Wholesale Market Masterclass, presented by BeAMortgageBroker.com, powered by UWM. This is episode three in the four-part series, and the title of this episode is How Technology is Leading the Broker Channel into the Future. And our guest, our expert today is Jason Bressler, CTO, the Chief Technology Officer at United Wholesale Mortgage. This series was designed to bring encyclopedia-level knowledge of the wholesale market to the housing news audience and professionals across the housing ecosystem. Similar to a college course, we started at 101 and we'll conclude at the 401 level podcast episode. So this is 301. We're getting really close to expert level knowledge here and we're focusing in on technology. Today's conversation focuses on digital adoption across the mortgage industry, the innovation and adoption wave uh, in wholesale for mortgage brokers, and the strategic mindset that it takes for new and existing brokers to build the right technology stack. And a conversation about technology in 2023 would not be complete without talking about artificial intelligence. And in regards to AI, we talk about how AI is being used and will be used even more in the future to build elastic and sustainable mortgage origination practices. I really hope you enjoy this episode with Jason Bressler, CTO at United Wholesale Mortgage. And now a quick message from BeAMortgageBroker.com, powered by UWM. Now is the time to take control of your career and pipeline. Loan officers and mortgage bankers are quickly learning about the benefits of wholesale lending as an independent mortgage broker, including eliminating constraints and going to market with lower rates, fees, and closing costs. Whether you're looking to open your own brokerage or join a team as a loan officer, you can get up and running without missing a beat with support from the team at BeAMortgageBroker.com. You have nothing to lose and only clients, greater flexibility and compensation to gain. Visit BeAMortgageBroker.com to learn more. Powered by United Wholesale Mortgage LLC, equal housing lender, NMLS 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. All right, folks, we are back for episode three in our four episode series of the Wholesale Mortgage Masterclass. And today I'm thrilled to welcome Mr. Jason Bressler, Chief Technology Officer at United Wholesale Mortgage for today's Masterclass session. Welcome, Jason. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, Jason, we're going to jump straight into the topic at hand, which is technology. And we'll, we'll dive back into, into your background and the experiences that make you uniquely qualified to speak on this topic. But I want to kind of start with what only feels fitting is a is a basketball analogy. What what quarter are we in for adoption of technology in in the mortgage ecosystem? I'd say we're probably we're in the second quarter like heading into halftime. I think is maybe the best way to describe it. It's the it's the, you know, kind of you, you've got people competing for something that they know that they want to win, that they know that they should be adopting. 
It's how are they going to come out in the second half and adapt to the other team and the landscape and what they really did in, in, in that first half, I think. It always feels appropriate to use sports analogies when talking about where a business or a sector is in terms of technology evolution. But one of the things that we've definitely learned about technology is it's a it's a never-ending iteration and, and innovation path. So knowing that there isn't a necessary finish line, but we are we are we are moving in the right direction, moving into that, that halftime period. How do you lead and think about product and technology roadmaps and strategy? Knowing that there isn't necessarily like a clear finish line or a buzzer at the end of the the second half or fourth quarter, depending if we're talking pro or college here. Yeah, you know, I think what you got to do, you know, there's this adage, and I live by it all the time that, you know, the man or the woman who loves the journey will always walk further than the man or the journey that loves the destination, right? And so you got to take the approach that technology is always adapting. You're never going to get to this perfect place that you have the right tech stack, the right tools. And it's going to last you for the next 20 years. That doesn't happen. You got to keep changing and adapting to what's happening around you. It's making sure really that you're being strategic about how you're thinking your business is going to go and where you really want to get to. And I think that's, you know, really one of the most important things. And, you know, you use the sports analogy is if you come out, if we're talking about college basketball, if you come out and you're fielding a team of freshmen, are you really expecting to win the NCAA championship or are you hoping to at least make it to the Sweet 16? So if you take that approach, all right, so if the Sweet 16 is kind of where you know my destination is and I want to see where I'm going to go from there, well, then you know this is going to be adaptable. You know that your freshmen need to get some battle scars and they need to get tested and you want to do the same thing with technology. But if you come out and you've got seniors and your goal is to win the, the NCAA championship and to, to you know, win your, your division's title, well, now you got to look at, at, at the actual end game of what that actually means for you. How are you going to get there? What are you going to invest in? And how are you going to push to make sure that you get there? Because you've only got you know, three months, four months to actually reach that. How are you going to do it? So when you think about what success looks like and like what the Sweet 16 or the national championship is, I think we hear a lot of people talk about different objectives in technology, whether we're talking about efficiency or speed or controlling cost, um, winning market share. How, how do you measure what success looks like for an innovation path and a technology strategy? You know, so I think the strategy really needs to look at how am I able to scale? How am I able to do it as cheaply as possible? And how can I integrate it into everything, like every work process that I have? I mean, at the, at, at the end of the day, if you are a wholesale broker, you are an entrepreneur. And so, you know, the best sales guys, the best loan officers, and, you know, I've been doing this for 27 years. I feel like I've met every single person who's ever been in, in the mortgage world. They're the ones that know better than anybody the products and pricing that they have available to them. So anyone that they're talking to, anyone they're soliciting business from, they know all those answers. And then they've got everything set up on the back end, whether it's people, process, technology, whatever it is. So they never have to think about it. The ones that think so much about how, like, what technology am, am, am I going to use? What one-off boutique company could I find that could make this slightly easier for me? They spend more of their time operationally trying to figure those things out and maintain it and deal with it and try to make it a little bit better instead of going out and what made them awesome in the first place, which is I'm a great salesman and I know how to sell and I know the products that are available for my consumer. 
Jason, for a really long time, the industry perception was that large banks and large lenders had an advantage in technology because they could allocate a lot of resources to a, a tech stack that could be deployed across a, a large base of employees. Wholesale, different animal. You just talked about how wholesale operate or brokers are are entrepreneurs, and the, many of them are independent. Um, mortgage brokerages that are, you know, one to five person shops and technology innovation, um, and adoption. Well, let's talk adoption is, is harder in, in those types of entrepreneurial environments. What's changed the most about technology and wholesale over the last years, over the last five years? That's really kind of, you know, flipped that narrative on its head. So I'm going to give you, obviously, the most biased answer I can, but it's UWM. <laughs> UWM is what has changed it, I think, for everybody. You know, a big part of what has made us successful, obviously, you know, is the product, the amazing service, all those things that aren't technology. But we made a strategic decision a while ago to level the playing field. And so we went out and we built technology and we did it to level the playing field for all these smaller shops. And I mean, really, any, any wholesale lender, it's, it, it's impossible to compete against large retail lenders when you're a one to five person shop, like you said. So we went out and we created all these products for marketing, for CRMs, for like really for whatever it is. And then we said, hey, you know what? Use it for free. We have this for you here. We have this POS system. And to be honest, you don't even have to use UWM. We're more concerned long-term about growing the broker channel. So we think for consumers that choice is better. The only way that you're going to get choice is by using a broker. So brokers are better. The only way that we can truly support that is not try to monetize that and you know say, hey, we, we, we built these products. They'll help and they'll, it'll be slightly cheaper than these other you know, technologies that are out there. You use it. You use it for free. Hopefully you use us. Of course we want you to use us, but you don't even have to use us. Go out, start competing, and let's grow the broker channel together. I mean, it really is what's changed technology for the entire wholesale space. In technology and in, in, in any industry, specifically in mortgage and real estate, isn't just about technology, innovation, and building the product. Adoption has been a massive challenge across across the mortgage space. So when you look at this ecosystem of tens of thousands of mortgage brokers, one to five person shops spread across the country, you've built it. Now, how do you enable adoption and getting these small shops with people at varying stages of um uh, technology nativeness uh, to to adopt new tools. Man, it is so hard to do. It really is. You know, I mean, nobody, not nobody, but most people don't like change. They know what they like to use. They don't really want to do much more. And the one thing that drives me crazy as a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm much different than most CTOs, mainly because I'm very entrepreneurial myself. And so I look at other entrepreneurs and I say, okay, you know that booms are coming. You've all lived through them before. And what most of them do, what, what, what most loan officers in general will do is they don't plan for the growth. They don't plan for the technology and the adoption of the things that are out there. They wait till things get super busy and they're like, oh my God, is there anything that can make my life easier? And so what we try to do is go out, at least here, we go out and we try to educate as much as we possibly can. Here are the tools that are available Start using them right now. Take a minute. We'll train you, like whether it's one of my tech team, whether it's your AE, and like, but we'll we'll train you on those things so that you can start the adoption process now, so you can see what it's like, so it's not going to be quite as bad. But then on the other hand of that, 
is really, you know, what my play was and what our play was at UWM to make it even easier, which was the full ease of use in, in our UWM portal. So now at this point, look, if you use any LOS you want, like we're going to stop trying to convince you to adopt things. We're just going to make it so damn easy. All you, like use anything, just press a button and we'll import the whole thing. So you don't even have to think about technology anymore is really what the, what the, what the theme behind that was. I love that you mentioned the, the phrase that, you know, the booms are coming and technology innovation and in, in mortgage always seems to, or adoption always seems to kind of pivot around when lenders, originators, brokers have the, the mental bandwidth and time to change their process and adopt new tools. And a lot of 2020 and 2021 were spent hearing lenders and LOs say, Hey, we got all this refi business. We got all this purchase business. We don't have time to implement new tools into our tech stack. And then came 2022, or there actually was, you know, a, a little more bandwidth, a little more time in an originator's, um, uh, calendar to think about, Hey, how do I, how do I bring this new technology into my ecosystem? Have you seen from, from your, in your experience, brokers being more or less willing to try out new things at different points and boom and bust cycles and, and kind of housing origination volume? Um, kind of, I would say it, that's 50, 50. I, you know, you, you have the people that think that they're technologists that know enough about technology that know that they should look and invest and see what they should do. And then you have the other 50% that basically are like, I don't even have any loans right now. So I don't even know what I should be looking at. I don't have the money to spend it on anything. So I'll wait again until, you know, loans start coming in and the business starts to pick up. And then maybe I'll have the opportunity to do that. And so it puts that in both scenarios, it's a no win situation. It's almost a lose lose to actually do those things. And that's, you know, a lot of what we're trying to solve right now. And I think probably a lot of CIOs and CTOs in the fintech space are trying to solve is stop investing in, you know, these smaller boutique one-off things, because you're going to have to support that down the road. And if you're not ready to do that, and you don't understand the huge undertaking that that is, because you can hire somebody, but that person's going to cost a lot of money, and now it's a full-time employee, or you can hire a consultant, they're going to charge you a large lump sum fee to be able to integrate it and then support it and do all those things. Or, uh, you know, on the other hand, if you're not going to take any time right now and say, you know, I'm not even going to build the skeleton so that I can put meat on the bones at some point, you're just like both of those scenarios, you're still kind of, you know, just treading water at some point. And it's, it's getting back to that. Why did you get into the business in the first place? Like, why did you really want to be a loan officer? It's because you have the entrepreneurial mindset. You want to go out. It's on you, right? Like that. And it's, it's the best part about having control. And it's what, why people love being loan officers is, you know, you want to work harder and then great. It's on you. Like you don't have to rely on anybody else. And so take that same strategy as it relates to technology and make it as simple and easy as you possibly can. There's so many tools out there. You don't need to get overwhelmed with any of them. Just, you know, look at yourself and say, okay, where am I today and where do I want to go? Am I happy with doing, you know, my five loans a month if those five loans are there and they're refis? Okay, I should probably invest in technology that is relatively cheap and I can learn it now. And it's, and those are always very simple. And you can do those things and you could have, you know, one or two different systems or, you know, I want to be a core lender in the next two years. Okay, what do I need to do right now to get that set, especially as we're a little bit slower and say, all right, I'm going to take the time. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to set it up so that I don't have to think about it again. I just know it's there and I could grow into it. 
So Jason, you mentioned that you have 27 years in the mortgage industry and that you're unique amongst CTOs and CIOs being a, l- a little more entrepreneurial. Give us a little backstory. What attracted you to this path? How did you begin down the path of becoming you know, one of the most uh, impactful CTOs in the, in the mortgage industry? Um, you know, I, I, so I, the, the first part about me that's very strange is I do not have any or did not have any formal IT training. I went to school for English language and literature for secondary education. I was going to be a teacher. You know, and then I did my student teaching and I'm like, oh, I do not want to be a teacher. So I don't know what I, what I was going to do. And just like I've, almost everybody who's in the mortgage space, we all started out by default. Like I needed a job. I took a job at Flagstar as an, as, as an underwriter and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. And then I started at a company. It was very, very small at the time. And then uh, we stopped what we were doing and said, okay, we're going to start a, an actual dot-com retail shop. And I was, I was very young. I was 22 years old and I wasn't part of actually setting that part up. And we ran out of money in the first year. And so we had to let everybody go, all the consultants, everything we were trying to build. And the owner asked me, he was like, look, you know, you're sticking with me. I love it. Thank you. What do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like computers. And that's how I got into it. So I already knew the mortgage industry very well. I was an underwriter. I was in cap markets. Like I would literally do anything that anybody asked of me. So I knew the industry well. Then it was just all about on, on myself from a work ethic standpoint. How am I going to learn all this stuff? And I worked 18, 19, 20-hour days for no money for probably the first you know, 12 years that I was doing this. Um, but you know, I wanted to learn. I wanted to grow. And so I also learned during that time what it really takes to start a business, what work ethic really means, what strategy really means about, you know, not, not just tactically, but from a, from business strategy. And then I've tried to take that into everything that I've done as a chief technology officer. And so, you know, it's, it's taking that, that, and, and what makes me unique in, in that aspect is been doing it 27 years, only in IT, only in the mortgage industry, you know, and when I look back at it, you know, I've, I've only been to three companies. You know, I'm, I'm ridiculously loyal. I love like a challenge and, you know, pushing myself through and trying to make every company I, I am at the greatest company that's ever existed and th- by using technology. And so, you know, I like, even as I, you know, look back at it, it probably for 27 years, I've been at the forefront of technology for 27 years in the mortgage space. I'm probably responsible for 30% of the changes in the overall mortgage space in general. And when Matt was recruiting me, you know, I wasn't the only person he was recruiting. You know, what attracted me the most is I would venture to say you've talked to other CIOs and CTOs. None of them are as hyper and off the wall as I am. And so, you know, one of those things that I love is Matt's energy. Matt's just, he, he's just like me. And, you know, super nice guy. That's, that, that's the actual difference about Matt is he's actually a good human being. And so, you know, I love the fact that he, he we had just, uh, UWM had just hit uh, number one wholesale mortgage lender status back in 2016. And he said, what I really want to do is make this massive jump. I want to like just destroy the competition with a chasm gap between us and everybody else. I think the missing piece is technology. Well, as somebody who's only been in mortgages and only been in IT, this, this, is, this is the mecca. For me, right? To be able to come in and say, okay, I want somebody who believes in technology and will literally let me run and let me be hyper and wants me to grow. It, it, it was such a no brainer. And then after I met Matt and I met Melinda and, you know, we were all just so like simpatico with everything that we were thinking. I'm like, I have to do this. 
So the evolution over the last 10 years and since 2016 has been absolutely wild at UWM. Technology has been a big part of that. What did the technology team and like existing infrastructure look like when you joined the organization? Like what was, what were you starting with? What was the putty? So we had about 135 people inside of IT, which is a decent sized, I, you know, I, I, IT department for anybody, you know, but UWM was suffering from the same thing that every company suffers from when it has massive growth. And I'm talking about from a technology standpoint, which is they were living with the decisions of, what they of of the money they spent and the decisions that they made from a technology standpoint, and then they grew pat they blew past it very very quickly. And so, you know, it, one of the hardest things as a CIO is saying, "Hey, I need to spend four million dollars on this infrastructure, and I need to you know start to set up an application development team that can help support us." And you know, you told me that we're going to close three billion dollars this year. Here's what I think I need to support it. And the CEO comes in and says, okay. And then in six months, you actually have grown way past that number already. That's what was happening at UWM. And so, you know, it, it was it was challenging. There is absolutely no doubt, but it's it's a very common thing. And so, you know, the the very first thing when it comes to technology is credibility, right? Like you can't be down, like you can't go down all the time. And we were we had so much business coming in, it had just become like this expected norm that during our peak hours, when the, when, when the West Coast came online and started writing loans, we were going to get really slow. It was just going to happen. The systems were going to slow down. And so we were like, nope, let's start there. Everything's got to change. You know? and, and even to my point of scale, and you know, this is the, the, the nice part, and you know, part of it was maybe because I was a shiny new toy at the time, like right when I came on. But you know, like I asked Matt, I said, hey, where do you want to go? Like, how, much, how much do you really think we're, we're going to do in the next 10 years? And he had said, yeah, I think we we're doing about $16 billion a year at the time. And he was like, I, I think if we get to $50 billion a year, we've created enough of a chasm between us and everybody else that we will stay the number one wholesale mortgage lender for the foreseeable future. And so instead of going out and saying, okay, I'm going to build an infrastructure for you know, $50 billion and that's where we need to get, I built it for $200 billion of volume. And I'm like, all right, let's start there. Let's be able to grow into this because I don't want to get back into this situation where I built something for you based off of your projections, I, I like I can already tell you're 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 going to try to blow past that, and then we blew past it in a couple of years, you know, and then I had to like rework the whole thing and build it for five hundred billion because that's probably where we're gonna where we're gonna end up going, and so it's the same thing, you know, like you can look at it as an originator, you can look at it me as me when I started here, but you know we had one hundred and thirty five people, now we've got almost thirteen hundred people inside of IT, you know, that are here in the office working every day, and you know that 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 growth is you know, in both business and in, and, and in technology, sometimes reckless. And I think that we've, we've actually managed it incredibly well from both a business and technology standpoint. All right. So you built the infrastructure, the, the cloud infrastructure that enables you to maintain ridiculous levels of service levels for brokers across the country at a scale that you haven't even achieved yet. So the infrastructure is there. Let's talk about some of the the broker tools and applications that you're most proud of. So you have the infrastructure in place. What have you brought to the broker that has changed the way that they do business? So, you know, some of it is unique to UWM. So you close as a great example, you know, and Bolt, uh, you know, so to have, you know, automated underwriting engines, to be able to turn control of the of of the closing process over to a closer the portal and pa plus and the things that like even that we just rolled out all those things are i mean like 
every year I'm proud of, like, I'm, I'm the most proud of everything. It's like, I've got like 37 different children now, you know, and, and now I've got to support and maintain all of them too. Like, that's the way that it feels because we all work so hard to get like these two products out a year. And now it's these four products out a year. And now it's these seven products out a year, but we're just adapting to what brokers tell us that they need at the time. Right. And so because I've got such a large team and because I buy into and subscribe so heavily to a build versus buy mentality, we're able to do it. But it's like we build it and then we got to move on right away to the next thing. We got to figure out how to support it, make sure that it continues to get better and enhanced. But all those things like I'm it's so hard to say I'm proud of every single one of them. Like they're, it's 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 great. Like right now, I am by far most proud of the portal. The portal will revolutionize the way that that LOSs work for sure, but it will revolutionize the way that every other technology company and every other lender winds up in, in wholesale and and really in retail and and should end up doing their business, right? And instead of just, you know, trying to grab money from different integrations, and that's how you're supporting yourself. Now it's just, hey, you can pass everything through to a lender and it's not even in a direct integration. This isn't, you know, Encompass or Calix or LendingPad is saying, hey, you can come right from LendingPad. It's not, hey, we control the process. We control who comes in and who comes out. And we're only putting things in that are better for brokers that don't cost the broker or UWM a cent. Yeah. Now I understand that you've made some announcements at UWM Live um, earlier this month about this this integration capabilities. How were how was the LOS um, announcement and some of the other tech announcements that you made at Live received by the the thousands of brokers that uh, joined you in Michigan? Oh, it was great. I mean, you know, first of all, Matt could have been, you know, talking about a wall and everybody would have been excited because it's Matt, you know, like Matt gets up there and he's so electric when he's talking. That was great. And so everything <laughs> he rolled out, I was like, yes, you know, but like, it, it again, it, it, like all of it goes back to scale and, and efficiency. He rolled out PA plus. Everybody was ecstatic about the scale and how we were going to be able to support them from an operational standpoint, should they need it, you know, and then from, from the portal side, you know, it was like, oh my God, I can use any LOS and it's going to be this easy. And, you know, some of the nicest things to do with that is the, you know, one of the, one of the biggest issues that I hear all the time is as these broker shops are starting to grow and they want to expand and they want to bring on new loan officers and recruit, you know what the hardest thing to do is, and even starting up new, new broker shops is I have a loan officer I'm trying to recruit. He only knows how to use uh, Calix Point. That's what he's been using. He doesn't want, he, he won't come because we're using LendingPad. Great. Continue to use Calix Point and you can suck all that information back into LendingPad and you can have this, like it literally changes everything. And I think everybody sees it. Now it's just a matter of business picking up so that they really start to feel how impactful it, it, it really is. Yeah. So talk, talking about kind of the tech ecosystem outside of the UWM box, you just mentioned lending pad. What are some of the most like common tools out, outside of your ecosystem that may integrate into your ecosystem that you see new or existing brokers using? So, you know, I think what's starting to happen is, you know, if you look at the, at, at, at the LOS landscape is brokers are starting to move more towards some of these smaller, less known, um, LOSs that have spent a lot of time really trying to perfect what the actual broker experience wants to look like. And, you know, that's probably number one. So like if you took LendingPad, for instance, LendingPad's really trying to grow their market share. And they really, you know, they and LendingPad was the first one in when we started the portal. And the, the, the CEO came here, he flew out here, and he was like, I want to be a part of this no matter what it takes. 
And so, you know, and he said he was very, very upfront and transparent. He's like, I can't compete against everybody, just like, you know, small broker shops couldn't compete against these large retail shops. And he's like, so you just tell me what I can do, but hey, I'm all in and I will give every resource and dime that I have to try and do something like that. And so right now it's the LOSs. And then coming up very quickly, it's some of these brokers that have used their own, usually Salesforce development to create their own workflow and task management tools. And we'll integrate those into the portal. But that's really where, where a lot of the people are. And then it's, you know, these nice to haves that really are actual necessities to have, like, how do I mine my data properly and make sure that I know when, when leads are available? And how do I use a CRM properly? And how can I use AI within a CRM to be able to do all these different things for me? I think that's really like that next wave. And all of that will end up getting, you know, as, as third party stuff will get integrated in, in, into the UWM portal as well. That's really interesting. Okay. So flowing, we talked about the LOS integrations flowing through the rest of the transaction. So are you working on any integrations with any, um, valuation or like t- title? Like how do we flow through the rest of the real estate closing transaction from a technology integration perspective? So we'll kind of see how it goes. And so, you know, I, I, so I have a short term and a short term roadmap is like six months of different companies that want to get integrated. What ended up happening is, Matt rolled it out on Matt rolled out the portal on May 4th and probably by May 9th I had 50 different companies CEOs from companies that contacted me and said how do I get into the portal I want to be the first one in. And so now it's a matter of prioritizing what gives brokers the most benefit to be able to be integrated into the portal. It's not really title right now. You know I mean and and we've already got our SAP and that's already integrated in through through UClose. You know a lot of it is custom apps and it's CRMs. A lot of people use them. And, you know, this is, again, from a technology standpoint, one of the biggest, you know, things that I hear all the time is I have a CRM. I hate using it. it I, I, I feel like I got duped. I was sold a bill of goods and it wasn't really set up right for me in the first place. And I have no idea how to maintain it. And every time I call in, they're like, well, if you pay us, we'll come in and we'll show you how to use everything. And so, but that's where really where I think the next part is, is I think the brokers have gotten good enough to understand this is the time to invest in the CRM. And this is the time to figure out how can I start mining my data and making sure I'm staying ahead of my clients? Because I mean, we are, we're coming into the biggest refi boom when it hits probably in 2024 that we've ever seen. And it's going to last longer than you know any of the other ones probably have. Everyone's smart enough to know it's time to get ready for that. I think there's still a lot of um, misunderstanding of what's the best way to do it. Well, you, you said you're different than other CTOs, but I didn't know you were going like, to start making market calls for us. So, so it's oh, yeah, absolutely. Refi boom. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, Clayton, come on, man. <laughs> All right. Jason, in the, in the broker market, there's, there seems to be some like a new wave of, uh, like bifurcation happening where you have some of these like really big shops starting to form that are recruiting brokers and br- building infrastructure, kind of like that the Nexas and C2s of the world. And then a lot of independent brokers. How do the technology stacks differ and the technology needs differ from like different scaled brokerage businesses? So it it literally just boils down to what's your workflow. So, you know, if you're if you're big, if you're a Nexa or a C2 and you're you're very large like that or you're a very smaller shop of ABC Mortgage, it's just a matter of where are you today and where do you want to go. So, 
if you look at what that's going to end up being, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the larger shops will you, you know, they want typically wind up being correspondent or they have, you know, a, a correspondent channel that they have through that. And so they're using a more advanced uh, LOS, for instance, to be able to handle all that backend operations. Well, you don't need that if you're never going to be core and you're, you know, your goal is to get to 10 loans a month and you're going to be very happy with the income that comes in from that. It's a totally different understanding of the actual business strategy of what you want to do. I think, in my opinion, a lot of people, originators, shops, both, I don't think they're, they're necessarily sure where they want to go. Like everybody wants to be big. Everybody wants to make a lot of money, but I don't know strategically if they've really thought through from a technology standpoint, this is really where I want to go. But it is a challenge of, of your role and the, the tech team at EWM is serving brokers of, of many different scales and, and many different um, a- ambitions and where they want to take their business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, you know, one of the nicest things, and this has been great, and this has just been kind of a recent thing is, you know, I, so personally, I think that the UWM portal should have a hundred percent adoption. I know I'm biased. I built it and I think it's so amazing, but you know, it, it's slow. Like the, the industry is slow right now. So we've had great adoption with it, but of course I think it should be a hundred percent. And so I reached out to probably 35,000 of our top brokers that work at a, work at our top shops. And I sent them all a video and I said, hey, I'm Jason Bressler. I'm the chief technology officer. Do you know about the portal? Do you know about Bolt? Are you using it? I want to hear from you directly. I want you to respond to me or your AE. And I want to hear exactly where you want to go and what you want to do. And I probably, I mean, I got close to a thousand people responded in the first two days. And I personally reached out to every single one with another video, you know, on exactly what it is that they need. And most of them, they just want help. They just, you know, hey, can you recommend an LOS? Not particularly. I shouldn't be doing that. But I can tell you, if you tell me where you want to go, I will tell you the tools that are available. I'll tell you what we have here, but I'll tell you, you know, about other vendors too that I know about in that space. And, you know, the most rewarding thing is everybody reaching back out saying, you know, thank you so much for doing that. There's no other CTO that would ever do that. But also, I, we, we, just, we just love your technology. I don't even know what to tell you could be good or bad outside of the fact that, you know, could you make some more products so I never have to send a loan to anybody else from a technology standpoint? Because it's so bad everywhere else compared to UWM. Well, that's a good feedback loop. So we can't have a conversation about technology in 2023 without talking about artificial intelligence. So Jason, can you give us a glimpse into how AI is being used in mortgage lending today and how you were thinking about or not thinking about artificial intelligence as part of the the UWM technology roadmap. So artificial intelligence is probably our biggest focus right now, for sure. And so, you know, I think people have a misunderstanding of how large AI actually is. I think so much, so many people get caught up in chat GPT (laughs) and Hey, that's AI. Yes, it is, but it's not really under the AI. Like that's an actual product that exists. And it's just a great data aggregator that can push out information to you instantaneously. And it's, it's fantastic. But when you really get into AI, it's everybody has data. Nobody knows how to use it right. And especially the more data you collect, the harder it is to actually figure it out. It's how do you make that data as truthful as possible? And then how do you use the AI on top of it to not just give you accurate data, not just to provide you solutioning or provide you projections, but how do you trust in it so much that when it tells you this is what you should do, that you start doing it? How do you find the efficiencies inside of AI to make 
you more efficient right now? How do you make people, how can you do so much more with less using AI? And I think a lot of people aren't looking at that piece right now. Everybody's attracted to, oh, I could have a chat bot that could talk to my client so that I don't have to do it right now. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. But that's not really like that's that's so rudimentary and that's existed forever. I mean, we we invested in, you know, Bolt is AI, you know, and that we, we rolled that out two years ago. We started working on it three years ago. And so all the AI is already out there. It's just a matter of where's it going to go in the mortgage industry? And I think right now it's still a little bit like this. And I think that the smartest companies, whether they're small or they're big and or they're wholesale lenders or they're retail lenders, whoever it is, should be looking internally first at AI. Okay, what processes and what procedures do I have internally that I can make my company and my stack or whatever it is incredibly more efficient right now so that then I can decide, okay, got that done. Now, how am I going to really invest in AI to scale my business, to grow, to attract all of those different things? And so, yeah, everybody talks about AI, but doing a true AI strategy takes a ton, a ton of planning and 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 work around it to make sure that you're setting again setting yourself up for the future properly instead of just doing what's what's cool and what's fun right now to get that one thing out that's not ai that's just looking at the new shiny thing to you know say that you have something one of the recurring themes on this housing news podcast over the last several years has been building more elastic and efficient operations that can withstand the the highs and lows of origination volumes through cycles with, without being entirely dependent on these massive waves of hirings and reduction in forces that we've seen across the industry. Is AI part of the part of the recipe for how lenders can build more elastic and efficient operations to you know better better manage what we know will be ebbs and flows and in, in housing cycles absolutely so it will it's just a matter of how it gets implemented and where and how trustworthy that ai is and that's really where i think it's it's still an unknown it's still an unknown right now like overall the mortgage like the mortgage business as a whole outside of going paperless hasn't really changed a lot in let's say the last 20, 30 years. It's still the same. Like you still got to find your, your, your consumer. You still got to write a 1003. You know, it might be online now, you know, before it was on paper and you still had to, you don't have to drive to anybody's house anymore, but overall the process to, you know, originate through closing and post-closing and funding of, of a loan has kind of stayed the same and nobody's come up with this hey, I'm going to flip this whole thing on its head from an operational standpoint that's been you know, deemed this is the wave of the future moving forward. And so AI has the capability of being able to do that, to make it so fast and so easy. But right now, that, that capability does not exist. It doesn't exist without a lot of different human interaction, whether it's coding on the back end, whether it's interaction with borrowers with the loan officers on the front end, there's still a lot that's going on right now. And I think a lot that, you know, we're all trying to figure out, like, how can we do the small things first and then say, all right, well, now that I'm going to take a forest for the for the trees kind of look, now what is it that I could actually use AI and build in to make the entire mortgage industry change the way that we actually, you know, originate down through through funding? All right, so we're moving on the right path, not quite there yet, and AI will be will be part of it. Okay, that's that's we're we're only at halftime, remember? So exactly, uh, <laughs> almost, almost, we're just almost about to go halftime. into halftime. 
All right. So Jason, in our final episode in this four-part series, we're speaking with Mike Walton about getting new brokerages off the ground. But while we have you here, our our resident technology expert, how should new brokerages think about technology and and where should they get started on kind of pulling together the the stack that they need to start originating in in a new wholesale shop? So, you know, starting a new broker shop, starting a new company, like it's, it's daunting no matter what. And so when you start a new broker shop, there's so much tactical work that has to go into it. Finding an office space, getting licensed, finding cubicles and trash cans and, you know, all these things. And, you know, I'm sure Mike can talk about all of the things that UWM has in the, in, in, in its broker in a box, but there's all these different things. Nobody ever looks at the technology. Typically what they do, especially if they're coming from retail to wholesale and they're coming into, in, into the space for the first time, it's, okay, I used to use Encompass over here, so I'll just get Encompass over here and I'll figure it out as, as, as I go. And then, oh, I heard, you know, one of my friends who's very successful right now who started his own shop is using this new boutique firm. You know, none of those things are good strategies. You know, like it's you you can't think tactically about technology. You have to think strategically. And the first thing you have to do, again, like we keep talking about is, okay, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, where do you see your company going? And then make sure that you keep it as simple as possible for scale. Everybody wants to scale. They don't know how big they want to scale or how big they could go, but everybody wants to do it. And so it's making sure that you take the time to say and talk with experts and say, what do you recommend that I use as I'm starting out in this space? Like the biggest mistake that I see, especially from people who become successful in starting their own brokerages as it relates to technology is they they go out and they purchase all these other small systems and then they try to bolt it in to you know whatever it is that they used in the first place and you know like when 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 we went public I like to use this 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 analogy all the time because it makes a lot of sense you know one of the Wall Street analysts asked me why do you keep hiring so many people why don't you just go out and acquire some of these other companies and I'm like man it's the same thing if like I bought a white arm bionic arm you know, if I, if, if, if I put it on, one of two things is going to happen. Either my body's going to reject it or worse, it's going to end, actually end up taking it. Now I got this awesome bionic arm, but I'm stuck with the dad bod. So now <laughs> what do I have to do? I got to go out. I got to find a manufacturer of a left arm bionic arm and hope that it works with my right arm bionic arm. And I got to get legs or I could have just exercised and eaten right, you know, and taking care of this myself. It's the same thing with technology. Everybody wants to find this shiny little thing. And that's, that's the company's job, right? They want to sell that. They want to get acquired. Like you look at all these retail lenders, especially the larger ones, they go out and they try to buy an AI company or they try to buy, you know, a dockless company or things like that. Well, that company's whole purpose was just to get bought. That was it. That's all they ever want. And so now you're stuck with the technology. It wasn't your strategy. It wasn't your tech stack. And it's the same thing with brokers, but on a smaller level, it's like, okay, you decided you were going to use Blink Plus for instance, but then you went out and you bought all of these different things and you're trying to integrate it into the same dad bod that you have. Work on work on Blink Plus. Is it the right system for you? It is? Great. Now let's see how we can expand off of that to make it so everything lives inside of Blink Plus instead of you going to four different systems as you continue to grow. And so the first thing I would say is, all right, find, find your LOS. That's by far the most important thing. And then decide how do you like to do your business? Do you need task management? If that's something that you have to have, okay, either build it within the system or then find the best way to, that you can possibly do that with the lenders that you're going to use. 
I love the bionic arm analogy, but I think the phrase that catch that stuck with me the most is thinking strategically, not just tactically. And I can see that temptation of opening a new shop. You know, you do all the stuff you mentioned of set up the cubes, find the trash cans. And the first thing you do is like, all right, now I need a CRM. And like you start, you think about that piece and not thinking about how all the pieces come together. And you talk to an AE at a wholesale lender and they're like, well, you need an LOS. And like they're, they're, they're to get a different recommendation, but they didn't ask you what CRM you're with. And like, so the, the, yeah, I can see, I love that. And I think that's a point that we should definitely drive home as we try to raise more awareness for the, the brokers and originators that are listening today of how they think about building technology stacks. Think strategically. Absolutely. And, and, and it, you know, the thing is, it's such a common thing when you open any business to do that, to just like knock out the things that you think aren't going to actually bring in business. Right. And so, but you, you really have to think about everything. Do it once. Do it at the beginning when you're fresh, you're hungry, you're eager. Do those things first, and then it will pay dividends for you down the, down, down the road. Huge. That's great advice. Jason, thank you so much for joining us for this third episode focused on technology in the wholesale market. Amazing to see what you've built and the team that you've organized to help brokers run more efficient businesses. Thanks, Clayton. It was great talking to you. And that is a wrap for today's episode. Before we break, I want to bring awareness to things happening at HW Media that I care a lot about. These are things that we're investing a lot of time and resources into, and I think you should be aware of them because they will help you and your business. The first thing I want to raise some awareness to are our two HW Media events. First is the Gathering of Eagles. The Gathering of Eagles has been hosted by Real Trends and put on for over 30 years at this point. This year, we're bringing the event to Austin, Texas, June 18th through 21st at the Omni Barton Creek Resort. This is HW's real estate brokerage and sales focused event, but it brings together executives from across the housing ecosystem to forge opportunities and develop ways to work together to better serve home buyers and sellers, both in their brokerage needs, as well as their financing, insurance, and other core services needs. Incredible event. I hope you'll check it out on Real Trends or on Housing Wire. Two, Housing Wire Annual. Housing Wire Annual this year is October 10th through 12th, also in Austin, Texas, at the Hyatt Lost Pines Resort. This is our event to bring together the entire housing community to talk about what's happening in mortgage. This is not the place to whine and talk about your problems. This is the place for winners to gain more market share and develop strategies that help them build their businesses faster than any benchmark that they or their peers can set. Join us at Housing Wire Annual to set forward the strategies, partnerships, and uncover the opportunities to help you grow your mortgage and real estate business faster than you ever imagined. And that's it. That's a wrap for today. Check out Housing Wire Annual. Check out Gathering of Eagles. These are resources and opportunities that will serve you well. Have a great day.